Hi and welcome back to this episode of the Adventist Voice Podcast. Um, it has been a while that uh, I recorded a, an episode and um, as usual, work took a lot of my time and um, you know other things. But uh, I'm glad that uh, all through the, the period of the pause, um, I kept this one episode in my, my head that I really wanted to record because... It comes from a, a chapter of the Bible that I, I, I've really found encouragement in and has really loved over time as I repeat it again and again and again. So welcome back to uh, our little church. Uh, I hope that uh, over the one month period that I've been away and I've not uh, released an episode, you have been well and you are growing in, in Christ. And um, thank you so much even for those people who continue to listen, I think. Even in my absence, even with the absence of new episodes, uh, more and more people are listening and it shows that you are sharing these episodes and um, you are sharing the faith, your faith uh, with believers, uh, with your neighbors, with your family. So thank you so much. So today um, I just checked our, our analytics and uh, we have 60 followers on Spotify. So um, if you have not yet followed us on Spotify, uh, please follow so that when uh, new episodes drop, um, you can get that little red dot that indicates that uh, there's a new episode um, in this podcast. So before we begin and before I reveal uh, our study today, I just want us to say a little prayer and then we'll begin. Thank you, Jehovah Father, for the end of this day. You have kept us, Jehovah Lord, since we met the last time. And God, I believe and I pray that every listener, Jehovah, my Father who follows my voice and who studies with me, Jehovah, Father, has been blessed and has been kept alive, Jehovah, God, until today. Today we want to study your Bible, your, your word, and I pray that you may open up our hearts and our minds to understand your word, Jehovah, God, my Father, and the implication that it has for our lives. For this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So, dear listener, today I just want us to study one very interesting book. Remember, for the last four episodes, we have been doing uh, Bible stories, very interesting stories. We did the story of Jehoshaphat. We did the story um, of uh, uh, um, Balaam, uh, uh, the prophet that was that that sold his soul. We did uh, uh, the story um, of Ahab. Um, we did the story of Daniel and his friends, two stories. And today I just want us to go back uh, a little bit behind to the book of Nehemiah. So you have heard about the book of Nehemiah. And I'll just give a brief historical context to this book and then place it um, within its immediate context in the Bible. So that we just understand uh, what the book of Nehemiah is about and, you know, um, what it, it how the implications that it has for for our times for the present church yeah so thank you so much for joining and i pray uh, for you and i pray also for me um, throughout this uh, episode so um just to place the book of Nehemiah in context so there are two books this book is related to one book called the book of ezra so nehemiah was the cup bearer to the Persian king called ataxaxis was the father of um was the son of the the Artaxerxes um of Esther yeah so if you have ever watched the movie the 300 um that was re released sometime back i believe it was it could have been 10 years ago 
um, it shows the story of one of those at Exaxes uh, who was conquered by um, the Spartans, yeah? So the, the movie, The 300, shows or showcases the battle between the Persians and the Spartans, that is the, the Greek state, yeah? So the book of Nehemiah happens um, after the book of Ezra. So the book of Ezra happens first. Or just let me, let me just uh, list them. So the book of Kings, Second Kings, uh, ends with the captivity of Judah and the people of Judah are taken into captivity by uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. So at the time when uh, Judah is taken into captivity into Babylon, um, King Nebuchadnezzar had just been crowned barely a year uh, before because you remember when Daniel and his friends arrive in Babylon, he says that the first vision that he sees is in the second year that Nebuchadnezzar was king. So it means that, you know, Nebuchadnezzar picked up this young man and took them to exile just as he was beginning his reign. And Babylon was beginning to flex its muscles in the world stage. So the book of Second Kings starts. And then um, uh, the book of Second Kings happens at the same time as the book of Jeremiah because the book of Jeremiah generally was a warning against the people who had um, become stiff-necked. And therefore, um, uh, God was punishing them uh, for um, for their sins and for the apostasy. So the book of Jeremiah is, was, Jeremiah was sent um, to the royal court in Judah, to the noblemen and to the royal court and the kings of Judah, to warn them about the impending danger from the north and to implore them to turn back um, their ways uh, from the sins of from the paths of sin and to to the true worship of Jehovah, but as you know, uh, the warnings of Jeremiah fell in, into onto deaf ears, and finally uh, God ex executes his just judgment, and these people are taken into exile. So the book of Jeremiah ends, and then uh, we start onto the book of Daniel. So the books of Daniel, the books of Ezekiel are happening while this uh, the, while these people are, are in exile. So Ezekiel is written in exile, um, Daniel is written in exile, and Daniel actually uh, prophesies about the 70 uh, years in captivity, after which, that is, um, not, 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 not Daniel, but uh, Jeremiah uh, prophesies about uh, 70 years in capt into captivity. You know, that is seven Sabbaths, that is essentially seven Sabbaths in which the land of of Israel would remain uh, fallow, having been having um, no tillage and no man working the land, just to uh, make the land rest from sin. Yeah. So Daniel uh, happens in exile, and then Jeremiah, the and then Ezekiel also happens in in exile. So the first waves of returnees after the seventy years. Uh, were over. Remember that Daniel chapter 9 is about his prayer when he realized that um, the prophecy of Jeremiah was about to um, to unravel and materialize. So Daniel prays in Daniel chapter 9 for his people and confesses the sins of the people. So um, the first waves of returnees, you know, this is God fulfilling his promise to return the children of Israel uh, back. So even the book of Isaiah is written just before these people 
um are captured and and taken into exile and i think isaiah I, i'm not sure whether isaiah was also uh isaiah remained in the land or he died before uh the the invasion but Jeremiah, isaiah is somebody who prophesied a lot about uh, the impending danger especially f- uh, for the northern kingdom that is the the northern kingdom kingdom of israel yeah so uh ezra is written um when the children of israel uh, start returning yeah so the first wave of returnees that is the, the persian king was quite lenient yeah the persian kings were quite lenient and you know god is fulfilling his promise at this time so he uses darius and uh, you know cyrus and uh, artaxerxes the, the first artaxerxes the second um to fulfill his promise to restore israel and so in ezra chapter 1 uh, to chapter 6 He talks about the returns, the the waves of, of returns uh, back to Israel. The first wave returned, the second wave returned, and so the temple is built during Ezra's time. Remember that the temple was like a focal point in Israel, in Jerusalem, and so it was the central point of the city. So it was like a magnificent uh, building. It was this magnificent building where. Uh, all activities converged to and it was a place of worship and sim- symbolism that God was still um, leading Israel and God was still their God. So when the first wave and the second wave of returnees um, came back to to Israel, the first thing that they did was to build the temple. Yeah. So the the urge to build the temple is given through Prophet Haggai. who whom God uh, you know speaks to him in if you read Haggai chapter 2 God speaks to him that is it isn't it time for these people to rebuild my temple because you people are living in in good houses you know paneled good paneled houses but my my house remains in ruins yeah so God urges these people to rebuild the temple and actually the temple was rebuilt um through very severe opposition yeah just as you are going to see in the book of Nehemiah so for example um i can just read uh uh in the book of Ezra chapter 4 um verse verse from verse 1 it says now when the adversaries the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the descendants of the captivity were building the temple of the Lord God of Israel they came to Zerubbabel and the heads of the fathers houses and say to them let us build with you for we seek your god as you do you know this is the trick of the enemy for we seek your god as you do and we have sacrificed to him since the days of Esarhaddon king of Assyria who brought us here but Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers houses of Israel said to them You may do nothing with us to build a house for a god but we alone will build the Lord God of Israel as the king Cyrus um as king Cyrus the king of Persia has commanded us so even Ezra while he was building the temple faced great opposition and so when Nehemiah um you know Nehemiah of course Ezra was in the city and they had built the temple but it was through so much opposition and so much difficulty that it took them another 72 years before you know the temple um before the the wall was even rebuilt because 
they kept getting opposition from you know the the, the people that had been settled um in in Israel so just for context is uh when when Nebuchadnezzar carried um uh some exiles uh, to Babylon there are some people that he left yeah so he left the poor people he left the the cripples who could not walk he left the, the, basically the useless people were left on the land yeah and then also when the Assyrians carried the northern kingdom uh to Assyria uh they replaced them with uh, you know heathen tribes yeah so they they replaced them with heathen tribes to continue tilling the vineyards and you know the 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 the, the farms and all these things so that they could still get food you know to to export um kind of and so the people the heathens that are left there are these people these same same people that are coming again you know to disturb the children of Israel when they return from exile so i think that's enough context so now we can you can delve um into the word yeah so um uh, okay so uh, i'm just going to read from the book of Nehemiah um chapter 4 yeah uh, the book of Nehemiah chapter 4 is quite a study um it's quite a very interesting story so basically the book of Nehemiah is quite an interesting story but particularly chapter 4 um uh, drew my attention or caught my my eye and because it's so encouraging when you read the book of Nehemiah chapter 4 it is so encouraging and the way the reason why i find it encouraging is that it speaks to my christian life yeah it speaks to some of the struggles that i have some of the the oppositions that we experience in our christian journey and uh, the need for us to rebuild a wall yeah so uh, what could be a wall around your christianity that um, you need to build yeah so we are just going to read and as we read we are just going to draw some lessons so just pray that as you read along with me and maybe you'll be listening to this later as you read it on your own you might also get some you know spiritual context for this so that you you get to also learn so i'm just going to read but it so happened when sanballat heard that you are rebuilding the wall that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the jews so as we are reading i want i just want you to picture uh, in your personal life some of the things that you wish to do some of the good things that you always wish to do you know uh but you don't get to do them because of the opposition from the spiritual um forces that you experience so it says that when sanballat heard that you are rebuilding the wall that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the jews you know i i likened sanballat to the devil and to the the demonic forces i think we i have ever mentioned before that uh, for a people who are in battle for us christians who are in battle we seem we often seem very oblivious to the fact that we are in battle Ephesians says that we do not wrestle against blood and flesh but against spiritual forces in the heavenly realms and when you look at the the struggle some of the struggles that you you have um sometimes and even some little misunderstandings here and there 
some little struggles here and there, some little temptations here and there, some little trials here and there. You may think that you're fighting against flesh and blood, but in reality you're not fighting against flesh and blood. There's a great opposition to the work, you know, that a Christian does. Um, sometimes, let me just give you an example. Sometimes uh, a pastor or uh, a work of God, let's just say a work of God, and I've seen this so much in the, in the choirs that you have heard as, you know, Adventists, and some of the pastors is that you know a pastor will come out and he will be very very powerful preaching very powerfully uh, or a choir will come out and they are singing so nicely and they are organized and you know some months or years later uh, their light is dimmed and when you dig into their story a bit you find that um, it was either a story of sexual misconduct uh, or it was about you know in fighting in the church, you know, the board members fighting, the church board members fighting, something like that. And, you know, it everything just goes um, its, its own way, yeah? Things just scatter. You know, somebody who was once so strong in the Lord, all of a sudden, um, he gets so discouraged that he leaves the church, yeah? So, the Bible, the Bible says that Sanballat was very furious when he realized that these people were actually planning to rebuild the wall. The, the importance of the wall in those days is that when a city had a wall, it first of all, it, make, it marked territory. And second, it, it just showed some strength. You know, it, The wall was a fortification against external attacks. And so it meant that this... this, this um, this t this city had some sort of self-rule, okay? So, verse 2 says, And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heap of rubbish stones that are burned? You know, the, that's the enemy. Uh, discouraging you against you know rebuilding your walls you know the enemy will try to discourage you that you i mean you've been an addict for all your life you have been a drunkard all your life you've been a prostitute all your life yeah you've been a sinner all your life i mean there's no way you can change do you imagine that you can just pray in a day and then you know you step forward and the pastor lays his hands on you and you get baptized and then all of a sudden you are going to change do you think that that's it? so the, the enemy will come with all these sorts of um, discouragements against you rebuilding your wall and starting afresh and in verse 3 says now tobiah the ammonite was beside him and he said whatever they build if even a fox goes up on it he will break down their stone wall and then uh, nehemiah prayed hear O our god for we are despised, turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. So Nehemiah responded with prayer. You know, it is he did not respond with you know fire against fire. If if it if it's violence, let it be violence then, yeah. So he responded with prayer. And sometimes I think and not even sometimes, but I think all all of the times when you are faced with temptations like this, with oppositions such as this our refuge is always, always prayer. Remember, we are just soldiers and Jesus is the commander. 
so it's the commander who gives um the command to advance or either retreat or change of tactics yeah and then in verse 5 it says do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you for they have provoked you to anger before the builders so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work that is so great that the people had um, a mind to work you just need to develop the mind to work for god in whatever capacity whether you are facing the fiercest opposition just cultivate the mind to work for god and pray over it so in um, in verse 7 says now it happened when sanballat tobiah the arabs the ammonites and the ashdodites heard that the walls of jerusalem were being restored and the gaps beginning to be closed that they became very angry yeah <laughs> and all of them conspired together to come and at- attack jerusalem and create confusion yeah isn't that the plan of the enemy it is always to attack the church and create confusion you know there's a lot of confusion in the church today there's a lot of confusion about you know what really matters you know what really matters you know if you ask yourself in the church um we have a lot of side shows yeah and we also have a lot of people who have come out speaking some form of truth or this this other form of truth and it creates confusion um for the church members um and this is always the the work of the enemy the work of the enemy the enemy these days is very cunning you know is not attacking externally through maybe government arms or through you know persecutions and all he always attacks from within creating confusion from within and then uh, it says nevertheless that is verse 9 we made our prayer you know again this is uh, nehemiah referring back to prayer to our god and because of them we set a watch against them day and night so are you watching your soul day and night you know um uh, the bible says uh, that you know watch how you stand yeah less when you really think you are you are standing you will fall so really watch how you stand and watch with trembling and prayer and it continues to say that then judah said the strength of the laborers is failing and there is so much rubbish that you are not able to build the wall you know back to the controversies and the confusions and all these things and these are the same things that you know paul was warning timothy about that as a man of god restrain restrain from profanities and babblings and old wives tales you know preach the word just preach the word and sometimes i i think uh, the reason why i i chose to start this this podcast was because sometimes i get so discouraged when i listen to even when i go to church and there's just a lot of going on about collection collecting money for this collecting money for that I, i'm not saying that collecting money is wrong but when you spend um like half of the day talking about money and raising money for this and raising money for that and planning for building this building for building this building as, at the station level for doing this and then the someone takes um at most one hour you know sometimes it, it it just it just begs the question why are we here 
Yeah, why were we always here Sabbath after Sabbath to talk about money um for hours go out to contribute uh come back seeing a little then um 45 minutes of someone and then we go home so uh the rubbish uh, there's a lot of rubbish and in the, even uh when even just externally in your christian journey you'll find that you deal with a lot of rubbish yeah because unfortunately your life um you are not isolated from the rest of the world you are still in the world you are a citizen you're a father you're a friend to, to several people and the relationships you have can be become rubbish yeah so you and the devil will, will knows this that the best way to distract you from the radiance of the face of Christ is to fill your life with the rubbish and to fill your life with um little annoyances and little distractions and that's why Jesus you know says in the book of uh, I believe my, in all of the gospels when he talks about the parable of the sower that the sower went out and you know he started sowing and some some seeds fell on good ground some seeds fell among the thorns and Jesus likens the seeds that fell among the thorns to people who had the word and the word took root in their hearts but as the word grew you know the cares of this world the rubbish of this world you know choked the word so that it did not grow any further so the rubbish in your life can be some of the relationship that you you form you know very innocent relationships and friendships that you form you know even some of even your work your daily work school Uh, and all these things and the projects that you find yourself and f- for example i myself um the fact that i do not re- i do not sometimes have the time to record these episodes for a whole month that just kind of shows you the amount of rubbish uh that i have to deal with yeah that distracts me which includes everything from my work to the projects that i'm working on to school to all these things and by the time you are finished dealing with the rubbish throughout the day you know you know rubbish in the biblical sense or the spiritual sense you're too exhausted to even open your bible and read you're even too exhausted to say um an impactful prayer and pray for others and intercede for others and so we need to be careful uh to not open our lives to rubbish yeah uh because the rubbish will prevent you from rebuilding the walls that you need to be rebuilding or to even continue with the work of rebuilding the walls or doing the work of God as you you are accustomed to doing or is required to do and so you need to identify the rubbish in your life so if you, for example movies take a lot of your time or social media i actually these days the biggest rubbish is social media i mean you can you can be on tiktok for hours yeah like if you started scrolling tiktok today um and tiktok will will recommend you very nice things the things that you enjoy the most you know and that's the, the way of the devil he he distracts you with the things that he knows are your weakness you can scroll for tiktok on tiktok for like 2 hours just continuously and you won't even see the time passing you know um for myself it is twitter i spend a lot of time on twitter partly because my work um entails uh, 
um, uh, social media account management but sometimes i'm just on twitter just scrolling endlessly at tweets and laughing and laughing at some you know very lame jokes and here and there and another rubbish is you know the english premier league you know uh, another rubbish is just movies netflix another rubbish is just you know meeting up with friends and just whiling away time you know other rubbish is just you know just the passions that we hold so dear which have nothing to do with the work of an evangelist and the work of um, a christian soldier so we should not be dealing with the, with this rubbish and actually uh, paul also warns in um, the book of uh, timothy i think it's second uh, timothy uh, that as a soldier of christ you know reduce the entanglements that you have with the world reduce the amount of rubbish that you deal with so that you can remain a soldier who is ready to do the work so it continues to say um and our adversary said they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease so what i've just explained is that the devil is very stealth and the manner in which he comes into your life to distract you is not very obvious so don't think that uh, the devil will announce that you know what on monday i'm going to bring along someone along your way to distract you from your core purpose he doesn't announce and um the poison that he serves you he does not serve it in large doses he usually serves it in very very minute doses um until you you you, you never know how that your life is changing yeah you never know that your your prayer life is suffering that your bible study um uh culture is gone until one day you you wake up and you realize that it's been four months since you last read your bible it's been you know a year since you attended uh church that it's been you know years before you are you you know even tithed or done anything significant to advance the gospel so it says so it was when the jews who dwelt near them came that they told us 10 times from whatever place you turn they will be upon us therefore i positioned men behind the lower part of the wall at the openings and i set the people according to their families with their swords their spears and their bows you know so this was uh jeremiah you know not jeremiah but nehemiah um setting up defenses against uh, uh on the walls so do you have defenses um on your walls that the walls that are around you do you have any defenses um that you can count on do you have accountability uh, people who are in faith that can you know call you up and ask you if your walk is in your walk with christ is on course or not so um in verse 14 it says and i looked and arose and said to the nobles to the leaders and to the rest of the people do not be afraid of them remember the lord great and awesome and f- uh, and fight for your brethren your sons your daughters your wives and your your houses so take up your arms as um, ephesians chapter 6 says that take up your arms um, against the, your adversary because your adversary is like a, a roaring lion yeah who is ready to devour so uh, go and read chapter 6 of ephesians and you know pick up the armor 
of um, of God so that you may be ready. And after you have also picked up the armor, uh, Paul says that now pray and also pray for the saints. Verse 15 says, And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and war armor. And the leaders were behind all the uh, house of Judah. Those who built the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. Wow, that is such a valuable lesson. That even as you go about your daily activities, you know, even as you go about your daily activities of school, of work, of being a family member, of being a brother, of being uh, in all these things, remember to carry your weapon. And your weapon is the word of God. It is the helmet of salvation. It is um, the shield of faith. It is um, all these things that are mentioned in uh, in um, Ephesians chapter 6. But it is the sword is the word of God. So uh, always carry the word of God with you. Yeah, Always carry the word of God with you. Uh, and it says in uh, chapter verse, verse 18 that every one of the builders had its sword guarded at his side as he built, and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us here, our God will fight for us. That's such an encouragement. Our God will always fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from daybreak um, until the stars appeared. At the same time, I also said to the people, Let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may be our guard by night and a working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men, of the guard who followed me took off our clothes except that everyone took them off for washing this was quite uh, a monumental dedication so as i mentioned that the work of rebuilding the wall it took like about 70 years seven decades yeah before the wall was built remember the temple was built first uh, by Ezra and his company, yeah, um, the people that were with him. And the temple was rebuilt at a time of great uh, opposition also. And it was stopped several times through letters that were issued from Persia. Um, um, and then it was also and, and then again it could be restarted after another letter was issued so if you read the book of ezra you'll find out uh, more about the building of the temple and the wall also took quite a while to build so the rest of the wall was actually built in about 52 days so about three months it, it took so it took only two months i mean to rebuild and you can read uh you, you can hear just from what we have read 
in uh, Nehemiah chapter 4 on why it took such a short time to rebuild this wall. It was because Nehemiah put prayer forward and then he put action behind his words. Yeah. So Nehemiah was a great leader and he was dedicated to the work like 100%. If you read the book of uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, it says that God had put this thing in his heart that he wanted to really do this because when he, he got a report from the exiles that the walls of Jerusalem were burnt down and the gates were not there, he felt so bad in his heart yeah, that he had to approach the king with this matter and request the king to go back, to allow him to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild its walls. And he was even ready to risk death, you know, to see this thing happen because you can imagine if the king had refused and instead um, labeled him a traitor or, uh, you know, treasonous for wanting to do even such a thing. Uh, but through prayer and through his dedication, Nehemiah was able to do this. And this is something that even calls um, on us today as Christians, that there's nothing that go is going to come easy. The times that we're living in, you're going to face in greater opposition, you know, to to even the preaching that I do today, yeah. So the work culture, the all these agendas that are there, the, the, the ideologies that are floating around, people are so intolerant while pretending to be tolerant, yeah. So fundamental truths are not appreciated anymore. You'll be branded for being a fundamentalist if you are going against the grain, and all these things and we just need to put prayer forward you know just have prayer and the word of god as your sword and as your your armor and do the work of an evangelist yeah uh, timothy is being told by paul that remember to always do the work of an evangelist if god has put something in your heart to work for him in his vineyard However, whatever you are going to face a very great position opposition if you choose to work for God, either as, as a singer, either, either as a preacher, in whatever capacity that you choose to work genuinely for God. Remember that the devil, the same same devil that opposes you can also choose to use you, you know, to bring down the kingdom of God to, or to attempt because you cannot really bring down the kingdom of God, but to distract um, the flock to scatter the flock and to lead people to hell so always be very careful not to be used as a vessel um, for fighting the kingdom of god and be useful also in the work and be watchful also so as i close um i, I just pray that uh, we have learned a lesson from that book and we have learned a lesson from from that chapter that we are going to apply in our lives. I, I found it so encouraging and I've been reading it and rereading it and rereading it just to pick up lessons for um, my personal life that I somehow personally, and I believe you also in some areas, you need to rebuild your walls. I mean, there are some sins that we indulge in. There are some things that, that some pleasures that we indulge in that we should not be indulging in and we know they are wrong and it will cause our walls are down or an existence. So just remember the first love um, that you had. 
uh, the book of Revelations talk about you know the the Ephesian church and encourages the Ephesian church to think about its first love yeah so just think about to the time that uh, you got saved the time that um, you 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 got baptized how zealous you were for God and how high your walls were back then and how fortified they were against um, you know sin and temptation and trials and over time you allowed your walls to be destroyed and for your faith to be taken captive and you have rediscovered your path and uh, is now starting to rebuild your walls if it is a wall that you had built that you know you are not going to um to look or to set your eyes upon evil you know and not speak profane words and not speak uh, idle words or not engage in you know some activities um here and there that that are against the commandments of god over time you if you are negligent you might have realized that um, the quality of your faith has gone down and the quality of your relationship with god has gone down and this this is someone that speaks to me uh, myself yeah because i have the barometer for my faith and sometimes i just look at myself and introspect and i think that i sometimes i can't recognize my faith anymore you know compared to when um i felt i was really strong in faith i cannot be the judge of the quality of my relationship with god but sometimes you can feel because you know your heart will will condemn you yeah so your conscience your conscience will judge you and sometimes i know that today uh i just feel like somehow the quality of the relationship that i have with god or the you know the my quality time do i spend time with god do i spend time in prayer do i do all these things that show that you know i'm in the race and that i'm i'm on the side of god and i'm fighting um on the side of god you will know you will definitely know uh in your heart of hearts if you're fighting for god or if you're scattering abroad yeah so jesus says uh that you are either with him you are gathering with him or you are scattering abroad so you just need to do that introspection and to search your soul to really to really see um the quality of your walls so do you have walls at all in your lives um have you built them high enough or you left them midway and you know even the little foxes can just jump over and mess up your day or mess up your spirituality and you know everything goes haywire so this episode was was an episode of soul searching that you need to soul search and you need you need to think about um whether your work your work with Christ is still uh up or whether it needs resuscitation uh whether you need to rebuild your walls and if you need to rebuild your walls then you better know that you are going to face opposition and i encourage you that when you when do you when you do face opposition that remember that Christ uh still loves you and you know god is still welcoming you home uh so thank you for joining me in this episode and for listening to this end and i pray that your life may be blessed and that you may be encouraged in the faith um do not forget to to share this uh uh with your with your inner circle with your friends with your your family with your church members do not forget also if you have not followed 
on Spotify, to follow me on Spotify and also to like um, and rate us um, five stars on uh, Apple Podcast. And may the God Lord bless you. And, and until we meet again in the next episode, I think this is a bye-bye for me. And may you uh, be blessed and be well. Thank you.